0: welcome to the transform your wealth and health podcast where experts in wealth health and fitness help transform your life here's your host andy Arder. this time the tables are turned as i've been asked to be interviewed on the social propertypreneur podcast by laura muse i was really pleased to be asked and i instantly said yes i think she's a rising star i think this podcast Interview will show you that exactly, and I hope I've encouraged people to move on and prosper in their life with a little bit of Andy love. So please enjoy the podcast.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of The Social Property with me, Laura Muse. And today we have a fantastic guest who is really going to help you change your mindset on potential podcasts. You've been thinking about doing one for a while we've not quite got the courage to do so. After this uh, episode, you will be 100% reaching for that mic. So today's um, guest is a podcast trainer, a property enthusiast, and also has um, a sales and marketing called Sam Success. Um, he has done, done, worked in various other businesses, has got a wealth of experience in business and entrepreneurship, and today he's going to be sharing his experience. And we have the one and only... Andy Arter. Wow, i <laughs> wow, have what, what, going
0: to have to keep up to this now. Wow. <laughs> what, what an entrance, eh? <laughs> well,
1: thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your time.
0: <laughs> a- absolute pleasure.
1: So Andy, for people who don't know who you are, do you mind just giving a bit of background of where you were, how you've got to be where you are in podcasting and your journey so far? Yeah, sure.
0: I mean, I my podcast is called transform your wealth and health and if i was really looking at back on it i probably ought to have called it improve your wealth (laughs) and health because i have done some transformation but over a longer period of time i haven't really transformed i'll tell you a little bit about the story so let's go way back yonder i'm 55 this year yeah. So don't tell everybody. I oh, know I don't look it. I know, but you don't, don't look tell it. everybody. Oh, no. Right, let's presume I don't look it. Okay. <laughs> but way back yonder, when I was born, there was seven of us and myself oh, wow. uh, as, a, as, a, as a baby and four of my sisters and my mum and dad. And we all used to live in a three bedroom council house on Tottenham's largest council estate. So we were reasonably working class let's say yeah. so if you move on to where I am now I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm a working guy still but nevertheless <laughs> things have moved on a little bit yeah. so we live in what is locally a celebrity village and we're about 10-12 miles up the road from Tottenham and I live a totally different lifestyle from what my mum and dad did for example so I try to encourage other people to do likewise you know if you get that mindset that you're happy to go work and you don't want to try anything and you're really going to be putting yourself to I'm going to work until I'm 67 I'm going to be 67 70 by the time people get older of course definitely If you've got that mindset, then you'll never try anything. You'll never have any ups or downs. And let's be fair, if you're doing anything that's entrepreneurial or salesy, and I do a lot of salesy stuff, then you're going to have a tremendous amount of downs. Yeah. So I try to encourage people to push their boundaries a little bit. Try things that are different. And from the podcast, you know, I, I tell my story. So, yeah. you know, I've been involved in too many riots. I've, when I was a lad on the, on the big estate, I had a couple of scuffles. Two of the lads that I had scuffles with, they went on to become murderers. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, we're talking inner city, London, down and dirty at times. And, um, you know, I'm lucky... To be where I am now, and I'm very, very thankful for it. And I'm, every day, I'm happy to be able to come out of my house, be able to walk the streets without an issue. You know, I don't have any issues around this way. We've got countryside, forests, woodlands, you name it. And we feel extremely lucky to be here. But the other side of the coin, of course, is a lot of my friends and family are still living on the big estates. So, you know, this, this is the thing.
1: I do sure. see the other side of the coin. What was, the, what was the trigger or something that happened for you to... Because obviously when you're surrounded with people um, of one mindset, so to speak, it's very hard for, for you to break out of that um, and be a little bit different to everybody else. So what was the trigger yeah. or for you to do that?
0: Podcasting-wise, some issues within my life and particularly my lifestyle. So there I was getting uh, into my 50s yeah. and... I was in a rut. I was in a rut pretty much. I've been doing similar kind of work for 30 odd years. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to think when you get to your mid fifties, maybe it's a mouthing, a midlife crisis or something. <laughs> but you think to yourself, well, you know, I've got another X amount of years of this to go. And it's the same old stuff over yeah. and over again. Now, a little bit of variety, spice of life, etc., moves you on. And mentally, you can do that. Even if you're still going to work, I wanted to have some extra income. So I wanted to try a few projects and just push the boundaries a little bit rather than just be boring and do the same old (laughs) stuff over and over. And and a great way for me to do that was podcasting because I loved the podcast I was listening to. And the brilliant thing about podcasts is you can listen to some of the world's greatest minds and trainers and they will do a show for you completely for free why on earth would you turn that down i mean good god you know so i talk to people about my sales experience so if you name a big company i don't really do financial companies and i don't really do uh companies like b&q and home base. But if you name another company, and I'm likely to have worked with them or someone similar. So go on, go on, Nora, shout one out and we'll see if I've worked. Well, You've put
1: them. me on the spot now. I know um, I have. Was well, worse for me because I. As next. I, I, I was next. Yes.
0: Well, well, funny enough, they're a little bit more retailer, and I, I haven't done, I haven't done next. But however, I did say someone similar. So how about the biggest one, which at the time when I was doing it was the biggest, at least. I think he's had a few, a few downturns since then. We were doing Arcadia.
1: So oh right,
0: okay. So oh, I got to waltz around the, uh, the boardroom of Arcadia, you know, all in the guise of, uh, of helping them out with my, my potential skills that I was going to use to help them. But uh, we got to have a little nose around behind the scenes at Arcadia. It's a fantastic building just off of Oxford Street in Burner Street in central London. And they spent £50 million on the internal of the building. Wow. 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, just when you've got fifty million cash fare, you know you're going to spend it on time. Tars- well, you know, I might get
1: there one you? day.. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and while I was in there the last time round, guess who came up to me who Who do you think would Sir Philip Green? I was almost sitting in his chair, so
1: <laughs> on his what, knee.
0: <laughs> yeah, on his knee. They've got they've got these weird chairs that uh, that hang down. You know those curved chairs that hang oh, yeah. down from the ceilings. Yeah. So on the on the third floor of the buildings where they have their restaurant, I think they've got some meeting rooms or something. And he's rounding up his troops for his meeting, and he come up to me, sitting with my back to him in one of those curved chairs that hang down from the ceiling, and and he asked me if I was in his meeting, and I said I stood there with uh, no
1: no. no. (laughs) just going back to what you said then about um obviously you started off listening to podcasts yeah who can you remember your first podcast the one that kind of made the most impact on you
0: i can actually remember some of the early ones i mean um two that spring to mind seth godin Love to have Seth on my show. I haven't managed to do that yet. I'm not asked him. So at one point, I will try and ask him to get, come on the show. And one person that I have had on the show, Rob Moore, the Disruptive Yay. Entrepreneur. Yay. Yeah. So, you're, yeah, you're a fan?
1: Uh, yeah, we, um, we've been progressive now for the past 12 months. It's been completely right. uh, life-changing for us. So, yeah, yeah, it's um, been brilliant.
0: There you yeah, are. So, big yeah, Rob, Rob Moore
1: fan. In fact, I am with Rob on Wednesday.
0: <laughs> oh, you, well, you can, you can drop my name in the conversation. <laughs> if he if doesn't talk to you after that, then I apologise. <laughs> <but>, uh...
1: <laughs> so how did you, um, obviously you listened to these people. How yeah. have you got them on your show? Because obviously attracting high profile guests is quite an art, I would assume.
0: Every single one's been different, to be honest with you um and let's let's take things back a little bit okay. and let's look at most of these people will be doing promotions for their books their courses they love social media yeah you know so you have to you have to sort of look at it from their side of their side of things that they're looking to promote their goods and services just like anybody else might be who's got a business so it's their business to do that a lot of these people Others, if you say you're a boy fan, I'm a fan, I love you, I love your show, would you please be on, they've all got an ego, let's be fair, most people, (laughs) me included, have got an ego, and if you butter someone up a little bit, to be honest with you, I've never buttered anybody up that I wouldn't really be a fan of or wanted to be on my show anyway, but I've said, you know, I'm a fan, I'd love to have you on the show, and and, and 90% of them have said yes it's amazing but of course you, you you want to be able to be someone that's not pushy in their face just take 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 yeah. you know you might have to give a little bit in in some way shape or form um and i'm always good good for doing that kind of stuff you know because i try not to uh, take advantage of their time because of course they're extreme you think you're busy they'll be even busier of course busy. you know <laughs> yeah yeah
1: so uh, so andy what do you From a business perspective, why do you feel it's important or or if people are not podcasting in their business, why should people be getting involved?
0: One word to start you off with, marketing. So before you sell anything, generally speaking, you'll be wanting to do some marketing. And What better way? I mean, it's virtually free in terms of um, the amount of money that you can spend out on podcasting on a monthly basis. You know, you might have to go and buy the equipment. Or if at the top end, you want to go to a um, a recording studio or have a recording editor. Well, that's more expensive, of course. But home podcasting, literally, you can do it through your phone, through your computer, or you can get some really good mics. I mean, there's even one mic uh, that's about 25 quid. It's a great mic for the money. But, uh, you know, a reasonably priced mic, probably... Uh, The ATR 2100, I'm not too sure in the UK, around about 70 to 80 quid, that kind of money. It's not a fortune, you know. So you can produce a decent podcast for relatively low uh, amounts of money and that means you can market to your customers or your clients. So what better way to do something and get out to the masses?
1: Do you think it puts people off because obviously we're such in a video era like Facebook, YouTube, Instagram do you think it when people think of a podcast because it is audio it potentially puts people off
0: i don't believe podcasts is just audio so what are we doing now we're recording we're recording
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah well there you go so now where can you put this anywhere that will take a video
1: okay
0: so okay so me and you might not be huge stars we might not be very well known but let's move it on let's say the two guys we mentioned earlier Rob Moore with his near 3 million um, people that follow him on social media. Seth yeah. Godin, I wouldn't even like to, to think <laughs> of the numbers that follow <laughs> Seth. You know, could be, could be even more. Uh, the, these guys would be recording videos and putting it out to lots and lots of people. Yeah. And it's a big, big marketing thing for them. So, you know, this standard stuff now, if you're recording it as audio, well, why not video it? We're doing yeah. both at the same time, aren't we? Yeah,
1: we are, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, there you go. Cool. so how would you so i'm starting a new business i'm starting a podcast yeah. what mm-hmm. tips advice can you give me to to make it a success obviously i'm kind of i am a little bit bullying china shop as my husband says so <laughs> i have a podcast idea and i run with it right. and then i work out how to do it as i'm going along
0: <laughs> first thing i would say is don't be bullying china shop okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: Too late I that for you. One.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i i do things like that too but really and truly it's something if you're going to do it for the long term particular so the podcast that fail last about seven or eight episodes yeah okay? okay so you go at it you're full pelt for seven eight episodes and then Something doesn't agree with you. You don't get the numbers or you're not getting people fall at your feet or love you or sending you the the admiration letters and emails (laughs) that you wanted. And you you sulk off and you go and stop. Well, yeah, fair enough. Then You could do that if you want to. But if you set out with a different mindset and a plan, you wouldn't do it at all. So what you do is you'd actually have um, a launch plan. So the best way to do it is a twenty-eight day, thirty day, as long as you like, really launch plan. So that people know what you're going to do, they're waiting for your podcast to come out, and they're they're chomping at the bit. They can't wait for you've you've grabbed every morsel out of them before you've <laughs> even launched it. They can't wait to listen or see your podcast. So this is really be a better way of doing it, and you can plot, plan, and prepare. So that means freebies or links or websites that you want to send them to. When they go to the website, you send them to the podcast. When they go to the podcast, you mention your website, which sends them back to your YouTube channel or wherever you want them to go. You've got a nice little circle of influence going on here, and that means that you're going to be able to get them to, to, you know, maybe to uh, come into your outer circle, which might be a sales course or something else that you want to sell them or a good cause that you want them to sign up for. It could be anything. Okay. So we did, a, we did a, um, uh, an addiction special
1: all right, well. on the
0: podcast. So I had, had a guy on called Tony Kelly. Tony was uh, very kindly, was my first guest. And Tony was an ex-professional footballer. He won the League Cup with Stoke City. And a lot of the time while he was playing, he was a gambling addict. So right. any money that he ever earned, he spent it gambling. So he, he reckons all in all, it cost him around about half a million quid. So, Um, you know, that, that two flies going up the wall kind of stuff. Tony, Tony was that guy. He's actually written a book called Red Card about his story. Great book. I told him, as I do with most people whose books that I get, I'm going to sit there and read every page in a week or it will be 10 pages read and I'll throw it in the corner with the other dozen. (laughs) That's what I'm like. I'm a bit bit like you, bullying the Chinese shop with books. It's got 10 pages. If I'm not interested enough by then, it goes in the corner. But it was a good book. I sat there and read it all. So Tony was my, my first guest. Yeah. And he came on with his gambling addiction. He then, since then, created a gambling addiction charity. And he had a power of his own and uh, a guy called John Thompson. And John had risen up the ranks at ITV. And he was uh, like a program director. So, you know, middle, middle yeah, ranking. Yeah. Um, and all the time, John was a, uh, an alcoholic. Do drinking okay. huge amounts of drink. It wasn't affecting his job so much. But eventually, of course, things started to, yeah, to take a turn for the worse. Yeah, his wife found out, she never even knew. First thing he'd do in the morning, go into the shower, pick up the bottle of shampoo, which wasn't shampoo, it was actually vodka. And that was oh his first God. thing he'd do. Yeah, so he was drinking vodka in the shower in the mornings. So that was his lifestyle. They both come on and, and talked about it, and we put that out to uh, Facebook groups so John in particular was a member of a lot of Facebook groups he's got a good following 4,000 people watched that overnight the, the ultimate thing was we were looking at helping just one or two people because we yeah. were really doing that podcast as a good cause to try and help addicts so that they could come along and get some help yeah exactly yeah so the guys wanted to do it and they did a cracking job so oh,
1: that's fantastic
0: I was happy to help
1: I'd love to have an impact like that, you know, being able to help others is just, it's selfless really. And especially admitting things like that aren't easy to speak about. I think it's really brave of people to do that. So I do definitely take my hat off to people like that.
0: Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, John... Apart from his troubles with his marriage, um, John uh, tried to commit suicide twice. Uh, you know, this is the, the depths of despair from being, you know, quite a senior, yeah. relatively senior role at ITV. All of a sudden he uh, fell from grace, lost his job, was homeless. Uh, and, you know, there but for the grace of God, go, ah, things, things went wrong for him. And yeah. uh, he's managed to be over eight years sober now. So, oh, of course, still a, yeah, he's done well. Still an addict. But of course, they're to tell yeah. his story and, and help other people now.
1: So. Oh. I'm giving him a round of applause.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell him next time I speak to him.
1: <laughs> so Andy, um, what's your plans going forward? What have you got in the pipeline? What, what's exciting? What you well, I've
0: been, I've been helping some property people. We've got about five property people that we've helped set up their podcasts and, and give them some training and, and, and help along those lines and we're going to do some more training so Saturday, November the 16th, we've got a training day in central London. So if anybody listening is uh, looking to start a podcast, they're welcome yep. to contact me. Everything I do is Transform Your Wealth and the Health. So if they look up the Facebook group or if they want to email me, it's health at gmail.com. Um, you'll find me, Andy Arta. I've got some pictures of mine. I've got the shard in the background. So when <laughs> I've been doing some sales work for... For the big companies that I work for, I think I've worked for about five different companies in the Shard. So um, I was there a lot of the time doing some work there, and most of the most of the big buildings in London, the Gherkin and, and and stuff like that as well. But um, we even helped the Queen out back in the day as well. We should so have got her personally. on
1: your podcast.
0: <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, that would have been the had, guest of all guests, it would have, wouldn't it? Just yeah, I don't know that she does podcasts actually. But uh, we had two really good clients of ours uh, through their agents we don't you, you can understand you don't actually get to talk to them direct yeah. as you could uh, you understand so we had the queen and a little bit after that we was dealing with the sultan of the brunei so i did get oh, to wow. go to a, yeah so i did get to go to the sultan's house in london oh really and, uh, yeah yeah and then i also got to to work with the queen and her building through the crown estate so the queen's the queen's got about 80 odd buildings um in and around regent Street. So, uh, yeah, so that was good fun, too. Although it's work, you know, what can you say? We, we have to do these. Is
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> who, who haven't you, who, who have you not managed to interview yet that you're absolutely dying to?
0: Nobody, really, that I would say I am desperate to interview and has turned me down. I really, I really have not had anyone that's sort of, you know, major... Um, I like to work with the people that want to work with me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, you know, Rob Moore was, was somebody that was difficult to, to get to work with because he doesn't actually do a huge amount of podcasts as a guest, you know? Yeah. So, um, so it was good to get Rob on. And that was, uh, that was in a roundabout way as well. I won't go into that now, but yeah, literally at one point, Rob was going to interview me and I, and I ended up interviewing him, which I was fine about. I was prepared, fortunately, but um <laughs> The one I'd really like to get on was the guy I was talking about earlier, just because I'm a, I'm a boy fan, which is Seth Godin. Yeah. So, you know, so the greatest podcast that you'll find if you're into sales and marketing and personal growth and stuff like that, it's hidden away on, on Apple iTunes and podcasts. And that is uh, Seth Godin's Startup School. And he didn't actually make it as a podcast he made it as a training session over a weekend. Um, I think it was back in 2012. He had a, uh, about a thousand dollars a piece, a couple of hundred people that he was uh, had an event of his, and they put it out later as a podcast. It's absolutely brilliant. The the, the mind the mind and inner workings. Of a marketing genius like him, <laughs> of how people yeah, it, it's absolutely brilliant how people like that think and on another plane of which they're they're working compared to the average person in the street and the and the the, the entrepreneur that uh, we get to talk to on Facebook etc. You know these guys are the next level or two up and it, it was brilliant to be able to to see him teaching other people of how they can improve and put themselves on, on the next level so yeah, yeah if you get to get a chance to have a listen to that Seth Bowden's Startup School it's brilliant so
1: obviously you've done a few ebooks I've read them yes oh you have, have you yeah do you want to chat to? obviously I, I read them after I'd launched mine I just put that out there yes
0: <laughs> yes 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 <laughs>
1: Do you want to have a little chat about them so people are aware? Yeah,
0: sure. Of of well, we, we helped um, some people out with uh, 20 ways to market your podcast. Yeah. Because, of course, if you have a podcast, uh, what's the point in having it and talking to yourself? You know? <laughs> I can talk to myself anyway. I normally do. But... <laughs> But the thing is that, of course, you want to get out to the masses. Most people that want to have got a podcast have got to have a reason for the podcast. And one of the things I say is you need a purpose for your podcast because otherwise you'll just go along aimlessly. And if you've got a purpose for it, you're going to want to get it out to people normally. So yeah. you, you, I give the people a little bit of insight and a, a few different ways. There's 20 ways within that ebook of how they can spread the message of their podcast because two things. one. Have a purpose and two have a message. You know something that you that you're looking to spread. If it's monetary wise for yourself, I haven't got an issue or problem with that. If it's for yes. your business, and it's just a marketing tool, no problem. But some people have got you know save the world type ideals. Why not do that for a podcast? You know because you can reach a lot of people and do a lot of good, just like the the uh, addiction special that we yes. did. You know, hopefully, as you say, one person somewhere. Would have sought help and gone out and put their addiction to bed. Hopefully,
1: oh yeah, I think you that, never know. That's just a minute, it's just so impactful. I think, um, especially when you can resonate with someone else's struggle or issues and how they've got themselves out of it. It's a bit of you can, you know, yeah. light it, light it through the wood, so to speak. If that's even a saying, I <laughs> <it>. <laughs> right at the
0: end of the tunnel. <laughs> that's the one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned there about monetizing um, podcasts. People purely want yes. to do it for a monetizing reason. How yes. would um, a business? I mean, obviously you are advertising your products and services, but how if it was mm-hmm. a strategic move? What yeah. what bricks would you What fundamentals would you put down to do that?
0: Well, uh, you can go and look and f- tell me I'm wrong, but I think I found. 22 ways to monetize a podcast. And that, I believe, is the biggest that's out there. Don't forget anybody else. I so Have a look on YouTube and various other places. Uh, I'd like to know if I was wrong. But um, I found 22 ways. I haven't done them all. I've probably yeah. done about half a dozen of them that you can monetize a podcast. Now, people think the same old stuff is that <laughs> it's advertising and sponsorship. Well, the way that most people are, the big guys particularly, are marketing uh, and making money from their show is not through that at all. You know, YouTube, they will pay you, of course, per listen. And you will be able to find podcasting companies that will pay you and they'll give you a sponsor. But you have to get a heck of a lot of people listening to be able to make any money that could mean you could, uh, you know, take a week off, let alone start a new career. (laughs) So you might have to think along the lines of other ways. So here we go. Let's, let's hit you with a few. Direct sales. Yep. So here we are earlier mentioning the training that I'm about to do. Yeah. What better way than to tell people that are fans of yours about podcast training than on a podcast? Yeah. So, of course, if you're on a podcast doing it or this is being videoed, wherever it goes out to, if anyone thinks, yeah, I'd like to do that, of course they might try and find you, track you down, and contact you to be able to get some training so there's one of the ways in which they make a lot of money a lot of the big marketers in particular they've got goods and services they've got books they've got people like joe rogan for example so he's a really good example joe not only obviously sells advertising and he's getting he's monetizing his podcast for the amount of huge amount of views that he gets huge amount of views (laughs) huge amount of views Um, I believe he's making around about half a million dollars and I'm not sure if that's per month or per episode actually can't remember but either way he's not doing too badly he's doing okay isn't he um, I don't mind
1: having a piece of that cake (laughs)
0: not bad is it it's not too bad so so Joe's probably the extreme let's say however um yeah I mean if you've got a small business or you're an entrepreneur, let's, let's bring it back down to that level for the kind of yeah. people that may be listening now, I'm envisaging at least. Um, well, straight away, you can tell me through your podcast about your company, what you do, how you do it, what you believe in, what you care about. So you're spreading the ethical side of your business, which then be able to get over the know me, like me, trust me kind of stuff. And what I talk about in my podcast is a trust circle. So Mm. it's not just a matter of people uh, wanting to buy your goods and services. The one thing that they want to do straight away is trust you. So if I said to you tonight, let's do this podcast at eight o'clock, by eight o'clock, I want to be there and ready and good to go. So once again, if anyone talks about me behind the scenes, well, the amount of people that can say I was late, I didn't turn up at all, I was unprofessional, I was sloppy, I did a poor job. It's minimal, hopefully. <laughs> so, I, you know, every time I do a podcast, I try and present it in a professional manner. We had one guy on the show, he wrote a book about the first £100 that he made. Okay. So, you know, another guy that's doing reasonably well, of course. You know, so, um, yeah, Neville Wright came on the show uh, and Neville wrote about that. We've had... Uh, TV personalities. So I, I had Sean Wallace from The Chase. Yeah. What a great guy! But he's a really, really busy guy. So to pin down Sean is um, an unbelievable thing. You know. Eventually, I said, "You stay where you are. I'll come to you." So I went to Central London, and we worked at Sean. Sean's a barrister as well as being an author, and he writes in a magazine, uh, a newspaper, uh, and of course, he's a TV chaser and uh, <laughs> professional. Uh, uh, quizzer so it's so he does all this kind of stuff uh but he does all that as well as being a barrister i mean you know it's not just the sort of job you can rock up and you know do do and say what you like and walk back out again he's got to be prepared of course you know it's a lot of a lot of people's lives at stake if he's representing them and he gets it wrong so yeah so sean said yeah okay that's great so i went to sean um and, and we recorded it as a video and it went out to various channels, and uh, we, you know, he's a great guy. I'm actually seeing him this month as well. So, um, yeah. And that, what can you say? You know, one thing there straight away. How can you get to be able to get friendly with people like exactly. Sean from the Jays, for example? Unless um, you know, you get talking to them, and the podcast gives you that opportunity. So you, so you feel you like get to have
1: access to others.
0: Exactly, because. They've normally got a reason they want to be on a podcast. Now they could say uh, no all day long to the amount of people that would want them on their podcast. You know, the the, the amount of people that would want them is endless compared to the amount of shows that they can be on. So they have to have a good reason and see something within you to say yes. So you have to give them that reason. And whether that's because you're uh, professional or you've got good numbers or you're going to be able to monetize it for them because yeah. one way of course of getting them on your podcast is to pay them
1: yeah
0: yeah i've never done that
1: <laughs> never have everybody who's listening <laughs>
0: you're not paying me are you the check is in the post I'm <laughs> but let's say let's say we're dealing with a, um, a podcast that's in the top 10 around the world yeah would they be able to pay fees for other really good guests to produce a podcast that went all around the, the world and be able to produce really good numbers of course they would yeah. you know the amount of money we're talking about here they can easily pay out now if you want to get somewhere and you're cash rich then pay to have some good guests on it's strategic of course you know yeah. if you can work with somebody show up do a good job when you've got a, a venture that you want them to get involved with one they know who you are two they know you're likely to do a good job free you've got all their contact information so you'll phone up your pal and say i've got this project i'd like you to get involved would you consider it now if it's someone who's never heard of you don't know who you are doesn't like you don't like the look of you you know they're never going to say yes but if they work with you on a podcast you've done a good job and they know you you've you've not let them down and they've been able to promote their goods and services freely through your podcast there's a possibility they might want to work with you and of course it opens closed doors
1: and what about um, just on that subject obviously meeting people who are not in your current circle by inviting them yeah. as a guest that also elevates your profile being associated with somebody at a different
0: yeah so when i when i introduce my podcast to people uh i say i've uh i go through the the mostly sporting people that i've worked with first of all so we've we've had on the show uh world cup winners uh world record holders um trying to think who else we've had on league cup winners mastermind champion british champions uh, world record holders so, you know, straight away, that's enough to, to wake most people up. Mm-hmm. Then we go on to the rich and successful that we've had on the show. You know, I'm saying about Neville writing his book about the first hundred million pound that he made, for example. Rob Moore, the disruptive entrepreneur. Uh, and then the TV personalities, we've had several of those on too. So, you know, it's a matter of present yourself in the correct manner. And it doesn't mean blitzing people on on, on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook, saying please be on my podcast. Approach the people that you want on your podcast, and be professional about it. Yeah, and literally, you'll be amazed. A lot of them will say yes.
1: I'm incredibly so I'm um, not shocked That's probably the wrong word, but I've approached quite a lot of people. Well, not a lot of people who I don't particularly know that well, but I know a a higher profile than me, and I've had no one say no to me. Um, Exactly. Um, which I was quite surprised about, um, yeah, especially with it yeah. being a new podcast and it's not established. And I thought, well, who on earth is going to really want to give up their time? And I've been overwhelmed by the response, to be honest. And like you yeah, said, well,
0: circles. Yeah, it proves it. It proves the point. I mean, you know, and if you move yourself up a level, what does that do? Like exactly what you were saying, it raises your profile. Now, unfortunately, I don't believe you would get yourself... Um, 100 percent on the level of a, a world record holder or uh, a world cup winner so you can't associate yeah. yourself with a world cup winner and go out and do that sport at their level because people will <laughs> see you doing it and know you're useless but <laughs> but nevertheless you know it's by association again so if you can get people like that on your show one of the things that i've always used with the circle of trust we were talking about when I've been selling to these huge companies. So if you go in to see Tesco's I've done over over 20 years with, Coca-Cola likewise, the yeah. NHS, Arla Foods, Warburton Bakeries, all these huge companies that I've worked with, Ford's, um, there's a a, a lot of property companies that I've worked with as well. And people think big property companies might be some of the training companies that they hear about because they're marketing to them all the time. But the guys that I've been dealing with turn over more in a day than they would in a year. Wow. So, yeah. So we've got one company that I did a heck of a lot of work for. uh, And those guys were, were turning over 30 billion euros. And there was two other companies. One was 16 billion US and the other one was 7 billion US. So those guys were obviously taking on huge projects. You know, they're not, they're not everyday companies, but it's it, it's the good and the great of the property world. And it's not just uh, two up, two downs in, in Rochdale, of course, you know, they're doing <laughs> the, huge, the huge property blocks in London and things like that, of course, you know, so it's a different world. And I was mostly doing commercial property and helping those guys out with mine. My- my skills but once again we were selling goods and services to them and that meant I turned up with a business card and knocked on their door so I was world famous for cold calling and door stepping them so I really (laughs) made appointments so I just turned up and that means you've got to have a lot they've got to have a lot of trust in you
1: yeah definitely
0: so for them to see you without an appointment means that you've got to have some worth and and if you've done something for them in the past and it's gone well and you've managed to give something to them over and above then they're likely to spare you their time because it's Mm -hmm. their most precious thing of course and these people are really really busy so if you get a bit of their time you're lucky and I don't always take it for granted because of course there was a huge amount of rejection it's one of the things I try to take to people and say to them if you're in sales business the thing you're going to get used to most of is rejection.
1: No.
0: (laughs) If you've got got an ego, probably leave it at home and pick it back up when you come back home again. I'm laughing because
1: because my my entire career up until recently, going into property full-time is all sales. um, Is it? In the industry, so it's a no, but it's not a no for now. You have
0: to have a bit of a rhino skin, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It helps because sometimes, of course, you know, you've had things go on for years. So so Coca-Cola, for example, it took me over 10 years to be able to get some work from them. I know that's crazy, you know, um, but I was then working with them for 15 years. So, you know, I can now say, sit here. I didn't have to tell you about the 10 years where I was unsuccessful. I could just sit here in front of you and say, I was working with coca-cola for over 15 years you know so it's a big name you can drop that in the conversation and one of the things that i say to people is if you do want to build trust is the name dropping but let's call it name dropping of course <laughs> you know we'll, 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 if we was actually doing this as part of a course we wouldn't be calling it name dropping it's my association again yeah. so you're going to want to say to people within the conversation the fact that you've dealt with one company straight away a big name company gets you trust with another company especially if they're in a similar industry because you're dealing with a market leader or you've done a lot of years mm-hmm. with them they will know that you're not a fool you kind of got some skills and you know what you're doing because otherwise these big companies wouldn't even entertain you so that's that's one of the things I try and get people to get into the way of bringing it into the conversation subtly of course subtly as you can but it's just building this little circle of trust so that people are willing to give you a chance because I mean, you know what it's like
1: and like you said about it took you 10 years to get into coca-cola but that's because you were yeah. consistent and consistent and that that was over a long period of time and i feel like um i mean it's, it's taken me quite a short period of time really, really since march this year to to build up trust within the property community and people invest a lot of money with us now but it was Mm -hmm. being consistent and visible um, and being associated with other um, property people that are doing really good things. that got us where we are in a short period of time quicker.
0: Yeah, so did you set out with that as a plan or was it one of your... No, okay.
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) Um, no.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Some people will, of course, you know, um, and in which case, you know, they're going to have end goals. And one of the things I would say to people, if you're going to start a podcast, for example, don't worry about the numbers so much. Because you could have one person listening that can change your life. If they want to invest in you or your company or your projects, they can. So particularly if you're in the um, property business like yourself for example there's always two things you're always going to need one is good deals and two is finance yeah because it doesn't matter how successful you are you will need finance so if you've got to be buying these big properties in central london that i was talking about Mm -hmm. hundreds of millions possibly then in which case your money's going to run out pretty quick no matter how big you are you know Mm -hmm. you're going to need finance and support so hence once again, you can show uh, through the trust that you're going to give out via your podcast, telling people about your projects, your goods and services, what ethics you've got, that you can actually do a good job and they might wish to invest in you. If you're sitting at home behind your computer screen hoping for somebody to turn up, it's never going to happen. (laughs) It's not, is it?
1: No, no, definitely not. And I did that for probably the first six months. (laughs)
0: you got to go to them. So do what I did. Do it better than me. But, but do what I did and go out, get yourself a business card and go and knock some doors. Yeah. Because you do not know. I'm going to write a book one day, Laura. You it's should write to, a book. I'm going to write a book. I'll tell you what it's going to be called. Something along the lines of opening closed doors.
1: I like it.
0: Yeah. Because Can I get the first
1: copy? All I'm going to have the first copy. You're
0: <laughs> going to have the first copy. I've got to write it first. but literally i mean people are um and social media makes life obviously a lot easier now because you can justin bieber for example i don't know too much about him but i believe he put out a video on youtube
1: yeah and
0: of course started a huge career from that video now he may never he might have recorded that but never put it out and where would you know he'd still be sitting in his bedroom doing his music now no doubt you know
1: it's funny you say that actually because um it was March this year. I started really putting myself out on social media, and that is what got us the investment and various other opportunities. And it was mm. all through social media, most of it. Um, right. But it's very, very powerful. Hence, why I wanted to do a podcast to add to them assets that I feel like we've built, and just want to help people get the the courage or knowledge to to go out and change their lives. Um, I think that's really important because we just. We know. we're not here for that long let's make an impact while we are and if you're not happy change it and it's easier said sometimes than done but we i've done it you've done it um and that's why i really like interviewing inspirational people that can get that message across and i think you've done that really well
0: oh thank you uh, also likewise of course you're showing yourself inspiration that you've you know got up and done something because of course you could have done nothing at all and uh, and and you'd be doing exactly what you was doing previous. But if you've got, I called it in one of my podcast episodes aspirations. The one thing we we didn't have and we lacked years ago on the on the Tottenham council estate that I was on was aspirations. The people around us they all had uh, local factory jobs and and uh, low paid jobs. When we went on uh, we went to school and they took us to go to see uh, work experience back then they took us out instead of doing work experience they took us out to local factories so one of which was uh, Amstrad you know the uh, Alan (laughs) Sugar factory (laughs) I
1: never
0: never got to meet him unfortunately but but yeah so one of them was Amstrad and um, you know there we was we were basically lined up to be fodder for the local Tesco's or factory etc etc and um you know a fair few people managed to break away from the mold but a lot of them didn't yeah uh, and they're still you know they're still doing the same old stuff that they were destined to do all them years on and uh, i want to give people a chance to break out just like yourself you know Yeah,
1: definitely so it's been lovely to speak to you before we shut down um what's your top do's and don'ts for someone who wants to start a podcast number
0: one Don't do what you did. (laughs) That's it. Just don't do what you did. No, No. Number one, I would say you need to have a plan. So, you know, you'll wander along aimlessly unless you've got a destination. So work out what your podcast is for. If it's for good, to help the world, maybe climate change or something like that, brilliant. But it may be to help your own back balance. So know what it's for. Have a, a plan. And try and make that work. Set it to the plan. Number two, don't worry about the numbers. The numbers are nonsense because you can put it out on Apple iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, I should say, and um, nobody listens. And yeah. you think I'm a failure. You then put it out onto a, a different platform, and people love it. So it's not for you to say. Just do what you do. Stick to your plan. Don't even review things for a while. You know, don't start looking at the numbers and sitting there to enjoy it and get on with it. You know, if you started a podcast eight episodes in, if you're going to stop, that's when you're likely to stop, by the looks of it. But don't. So the first eight have them in the bank before you even start. You yeah. know, so you're going to do eight, whatever happens, uh, and then possibly, depending on how long your podcast is, recall a batch all in one day. Yeah. In which case, you know, and and that might include. Little tricks, I'll give you a little little tip by the way. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. I'll but, try not to. <laughs> all right then. If you get a, a guest on who you'd love to have on twice, then record two episodes or even do a little special. So let's just say, for example, you had some property people on. Yeah. So you interview the property people, you might finish the interview, and in which case you might ask them a one off question Tell me a bit about uh, your views on Brexit could be one for example and how it affects the property market but then if you get three or four of your property people to answer that all at the end of their other podcast interview of course now you've got a brexit special
1: i like it i like that a lot
0: (laughs) so you've got four good guests that have all contributed you can put your own tuppany haitney within as well so now you've got uh, an overview of what you believe and this is what your really important big guests think about it as well brexit special or any special on any topic yeah. you want you've just got to ask them one question just at the end of it all they won't be unhappy to answer one more question so that's one little tip i could give you or do two interviews one after the other of course you've got to be careful they don't date it now i've not done that
1: i tell other people <laughs> to do it
0: <laughs> time stamp it no exactly yeah, i've not done it one or two of mine the timestamp. but um, no and i've not done the two interviews things, but. Sometimes I wish I had. So, uh, you know, as a little tip, you should be doing that. Because it oh, saves definitely. you such a lot of time.
1: Yes. Yes. No, I like that. I will be using that. Maybe today. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> well, it's been so Sorry. lovely to speak to you, Andy. Um, I really appreciate your time. And we'll hopefully do this again in the future.
0: Well, you can ask me a question in a minute. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Okay, great
1: great to do
0: the interview thank you
1: no thank you very much so thank you everyone for listening and catch you next time on the social property panel
0: i hope this podcast gives you inspiration and if you want to contact me i'm andy arter and it's transform your wealth and health at gmail.com